0: hey traders david frost my strategic forecast you're here for another episode of common sense market analysis today is wednesday january 27 2021 we're looking at a daily chart of the spy or spider which is the proxy for the s p 500. What do you know? We were looking for a top and we have our first real down day on our hands. So what are we going to do with this information? We're going to pick apart the charts. We're going to look at the daily chart. We're going to look at other charts. We're going to look around the horn and we're going to use all the information at our disposal to talk about what's going on and what is likely to happen going forward in the most intelligent and clearest manner we can just as an aside as i go to make this video after the closing bell you can see at the top of the screen over here the bid is now 371 and change we close the day they close the day at 374.65 so the market is getting hit in the after hours it's likely due to some earnings that were released why don't we take a gander there's one of our culprits tesla's down about 75 bucks after hours culprit number two Facebook getting hit after hours. They may be just getting dragged down with other stuff. Here's a 60-minute chart after hours activity SPY. You see the 371.50. There's a method to the madness. I wanted to bring this up so you can see the 371.50 that was on the screen. It was on the chart for quite a while. What is that other number? 376.75. We'll get to that later. It has to do and directly relates to information that was from inside the numbers this morning. Let's get back to business, back to the daily chart. There's a lot of stuff going on. What do we do with this information? Okay, A number one, we have a top in place until and unless they make a new high on the daily close. Can you be short against that high? Yes, you can. What high? Yesterday's high. It's a little far away at present, but nevertheless you can short rallies until proven otherwise. When the market gets into these corrective phases, everybody should know, and those that have been around for a while will already know this because I've said this many times in the past, you're going to get large swings in both directions. The job of the market is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. So with that being said, They're going to rally the market at times to make it look like all is well. The repair job is underway. They're going to go make new highs, yada, yada, yada. Now, we don't know whether they will or won't make new highs from here. We can be short against the high. Doesn't guarantee they won't make new highs anytime soon. We're saying that we were looking for a top. It appears that a top is in. So if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's generally going to be a duck 80% of the time. 20% 20% of the time, the duck takes off its mask and it's an ugly duck in a different suit. Look up at the top, 371.63 by 371.73. 371.50 was an important spot that we said they would run back To run a test, which is a former breakout area. Now, it's subjective. Could be 371, could be 372, somewhere in between. How about the 50-period moving average? They'll likely hit that at some point in the near term. Maybe tomorrow, maybe not. But the point is, 371.50 was essentially a breakout area that the market has now come back to check in at and run a test at. So what do we have? Right now, you can see, as the market ran up in somewhat of a wedge-ish formation, these are called rising wedges. Now, the market has come back to test what? A former breakout area. What constitutes this as a breakout area? Well, the market ran up to here, and it couldn't get through. It went back and forth for a while until it was able to bust through and trade higher. Until yesterday, it made a final high at least from today's vantage point, and now it's come back down to do what? Test a former breakout area all in one day. How about dem apples here's the next question: Can this be just a test of a breakout area? They turn around and start all over again, recock the gun, so to speak, and they go on and make new highs and yet even higher. That's absolutely possible, it's just not in my current plan. If something changes, I'll change my plan. What do we see when we take a peek over at the 240-minute chart? Just want to get another perspective. It's mainly the same chart. You can see the 100-period moving average coming in, sloping up toward that 371.50. So let's just say, for argument's sake, tomorrow's Thursday. Let's say tomorrow they start down, they gap lower... They come into the 371.50, they come into the 100-period moving average on this chart, maybe they hit the 50-period moving average on the daily chart, and you begin to see an intraday reversal at hand. Well, guess what? Under normal garden-variety conditions, this area should and would be garden-variety support. Regardless of what's coming in two weeks, regardless of what might come next Monday, This area should be at minimum of intraday support. Now, they came close today, they bounced away. Does that change it a little bit? Yeah, it does change it a little bit. They came very close, mainly like about 50 cents away. And after that, they have a multi dollar bounce. So it does change the impact of the 370, 150, the 100 period moving average, all that stuff. If they did it all in one day, if they did it today, You would have bought that for a bounce when they do it tomorrow. If they do it tomorrow, is it the same trade? And the answer is, out of the gate, from this vantage point the night before, it's not the same trade. We'll have to see what happens in the morning. Inside the numbers, members, will certainly have a beat on the information bright and early. Looking at the 120-minute chart, very similar situation. You have a 200-period moving average sloping up underneath that 371.50 area. It's a buck and a quarter below, but it's still in the neighborhood. Look at this. You have a big-time breakup candle low, 369.12. So you can see, as they get below 371.50 on each and every chart... There's plenty of reasons why the market should and normally would find at minimum of intraday support. Remember the hourly chart that we looked at the last couple of days? Here's that big breakdown candle high. The high was 384.64. Remember, they ran down to close below it yesterday after the close. Remember, they ran right down before the closing bell to close below it. And then right after the closing bell, they pop right back up over the top of it. We discussed it when it happened, but here it is. The 4 o'clock close is the official close. They closed below the breakdown candle high on the hourly chart. And guess what? Obviously, we know what happened this morning. But nevertheless, what's interesting is I had a message from a trader that told me, wanted to tell me, because he was proud of himself, he took the trade, he bought the market short, bought puts, I believe, at the close yesterday when they did that little shimmy down. He was, in a sense, reading the market. What he was also doing is, A, with an understanding of where he was wrong, he was taking the trade, but he was challenging the market to say, I don't think that you're really going to do it. I think if you were going to do it, meaning close above, get above meaningfully, above that breakdown candle high, then you would have done it already. He was saying he's challenging the market. He doesn't think they can do it. I'm paraphrasing. It's a hypothetical. I don't know what was inside his head. I'm just saying that's the concept of what was going on. When you do that, you're saying, hey, I'm challenging you. If you win and I'm wrong, then I have to cover the trade. I have to cut and run. I'll lick my wounds. But I know what my risk is. That's the business of trading. We're in the risk business. Everybody has to decide when, where, and how much risk they're willing to take on. Everybody is different. Each individual trader has to make their own decision based on their own financial situation. How about inside the numbers? I think it's worthwhile today to take a little bit extra time than we took yesterday and the day before inside the numbers because there's some opportunity to learn stuff. There's an opportunity to see what's going on inside the numbers. Check the numbers out, check the commentary out, check exactly where the trades were, and see if, in your individual case, you might have taken action and you might have made money based on this information today. Everybody is different. Pre-market commentary, it's hump day wake up a little red, and they're still thinking about the same breakup candle high. That's the one we just discussed. Either get above, or the energy goes down south. That's the first thought that was in my mind at 6.30 a.m. this morning. Funny how that works. Let's move it along. See what else we have in the early thoughts. Here's what we'll say about the early thoughts. You can read all this stuff on your own, pause the video, but what I want to do is highlight this. In the back of our minds is this. One of these times, the buy the dip crowd will be wrong. They were wrong today. Price will keep falling, and that will be day one of the correction. I'm not suggesting this is the case today. We don't know yet, but it's information we tuck away for when we need it. So I wanted that to be on everybody's minds early on, before, long before the market opened. Let's move it along, see what else we have. You have to ask yourself, is this type of information going to be or would be valuable to me? Would I benefit from reading this every day? Would I benefit from knowing the numbers? Wait till you see stocks on the move. 8.31, here's what's on my mind then. A word on the tape this morning. They've run a test of the big fat round number and lower. We don't know whether or not it's enough or not. Remember, they were down here the other day, so why do they need to do it again? Again, that's just something that I'm used to asking myself What's the market trying to do? Why are they doing what they're doing? Where are they headed? So what I came up with right out of the chute is, why are they at the same spot they were two days ago? There has to be a reason. And ultimately the reason was because they were going lower. So that, I guess in my mind, was helpful to be suspicious about why they had to go down and run a test to the same spot yet again. After all, if it's a successful test, they wouldn't need to take it again. Now, here's a number that's below that stuff, 3770, that I cited early this morning. They obviously got long or well below that. But, did they bounce first? And the answer is, yeah, that was the number. 3770 produced a great trade. Remember, that number was posted also long before the opening bell. And that was in the spirit of being prepared. Stocks on the move, we have some commentary there, you can read it for yourself. We're going to circle back to Stocks on the Move after the commentary. 9.18, we'll let them go for a while to get a handle on the storyline. Could be a quick rescue or they kill them at the open or anything in between. We have to wait and see. So we're waiting to see. By 9.33, 3.76.75, give or take, is a spot where they should find support. Doesn't mean they'll get there right now, just in case they do. 9.33. You saw the ES chart, here's the SPY chart, you had both numbers in your back pocket, 376.75 provided to traders at 9.33 a.m. 9.40, no change at present, that's the only price of interest for a long side scalp trade. They should bounce there or slightly below. They should bounce there or slightly below. It was the only price I was interested in in the morning. Moving right along. 9.42, we had a pop on TXN, which went on its own little version of a rocket ride. This is where price came into that number. Showtime for the bulls to take a stand, could take some time, took a little time, but they started and they got going. Now that was really the main point that I wanted to emphasize for today. So from this point forward in the commentary, what I urge you to do is pause the video, go back to the notes, read them go back to the charts, and see what happened after the notes were posted. All this information is of value during the trading day, if in fact you're active during the trading day. And what I'll say is, if you're active during the trading day, whether it's the SPY, the ES, options, some of the exchange traded products, how are you trading without these numbers is really the question. Now, I'm not the only one that has these numbers, but if you don't have these numbers, How are you actually doing this? Moving right along. And this is into the end of the day. Again, I urge you to read the notes. If you're interested, you'll read the notes and then you'll see the value. How about stocks on the move? We had a nice little laundry list today. We had Starbucks, PSNL, TXN, and Sun W were the ones that hit their price objectives. A couple of others came close. They didn't quite do the deal. We'll take a look at the ones that hit our numbers. We only want to take the trades at our numbers, not necessarily somebody else's numbers. How about we look at TXN first? Now, there's a couple of reasons why I want to look at this. The first reason is... The haircut at the open and the 164.60. You can see they almost went down to the second number. They rallied up before they got there. They did the deal and then they came into the second number and then they did their own deal at the second number and then they came into the third number at the end of the day and did their own deal at the third number. It's just interesting to see the numbers work like that. And here's the point there's always a method to the madness. The point that I want to bring out here is, I always say that when I have two numbers, or in this case, three numbers, I can make an equal case that they can go to either number and do the deal, and it's the same trade either way. They could do either one. Well, here's a good example. They did all three numbers, and all three numbers were absolutely support. Funny how that works. How about Starbucks? You might have seen a comment on Starbucks in the notes Starbucks, the trade changed because they came close and bounced away. So whenever that happens... It changes the trade. Doesn't mean it can't work. Doesn't mean it won't work. It's just not the same trade as if they came into it on a straight shot. Like we know where the destination is because they went right there. They turned around and went back in the other direction. In this case, they creeped into the number. They bounced ahead of it by coming up short. So it was a different trade. But you can see this was in fact support bar none. Either way, any way you want to look at it, the numbers work. Here's one that really doesn't count. JD.com, 8981. You can see what happened at the end of the day, but that's the last five minute candle. It doesn't count. Here's what happened they came close and they had a rip roaring rally away. That just changed the trade anyway, but then into the end of the day, you don't want the trade. The number worked any way you want to look at it. Funny how that works. I have to look at this one SKLZ, 26. 64 was the number. What was low of day? 2667. Tremendous rip away, rip higher, rocket ride, anything you want to call it, it was. Just came up short by three pennies. Again, lesson learned the numbers work. PSNL, this is one of those where the same case could be made for both numbers. You can see what happened what was low of day 36.05 on the button so put this in perspective by 11:15 in the morning they're over 40 bucks doesn't that deserve a how do you like dem apples once again i can't emphasize it enough the numbers work the trades aren't always perfect but the numbers work so if you know the numbers work and you're focused on base hits and you're focused on base hit, after base hit, after base hit, knowing that sometimes you're going to get a double, triple home run, then what's the thing that puts you in the Hall of Fame? Time and a pile of base hits. Sunworks, another one of these. Low of day, 1745. Number on the board, 1745. Now, I don't know if any trader was able to get filled at 1745, It's one of those situations where it just may not be the perfect trade because they didn't fill you, but at the end of the day, you can see what's happening at the numbers. It's earnings season. The market's going to get more volatile. Just think about that video from last night. The title, the cover of the video was volatility. What happened today? Volatility. What happens when volatility enters the market? Stocks get moving. What happens when they get moving? It's opportunity on the board. Why? Because we can find the numbers. Keep in mind, one more thing food for thought on the stocks. This is on a day when the market got taken out behind the woodshed, volatility entered the market, and guess what? The numbers actually worked better than other days. Not all other days, but some other days. So it's funny how that works too. The better the market is for traders, the better the market is for traders. It's kind of like this. The cure for low oil prices is low oil prices. If you've been around the markets for any length of time, then you've heard that before. And now it's time to get over into camp IWM. Okay, what jumps off the page on the daily chart? The 20-period moving average was hit today, basically. We also have, from two days ago, a sign or signal of a trend change. This is one of many that's discussed in the lazy e-mini trader course. What did we say last night? Now, it was too late when we said it last night, but the concept is taught in the course. So any trader that took the course, and there were some traders that were short the IWM based on the activity on the chart. Here's what they did. They made a high. They put in a signal. You can trade against that high, meaning if they trade higher and close a day above that, you move out, you cut and run. But then yesterday, they ran a retracement up the tail candle. It's garden-variety textbook activity. Without a shadow of a doubt, I can tell you almost to the penny, a lesson like this, many times over, is taught in the course, Lazy E-mini Trader. Now, it'll be showtime. They came back in to run a test of the 20-period moving average, or home base. Are they going to fight the uptrend and stay above all the moving averages? Or are they going to give up the 20-period moving average and go from there? We'll find out tomorrow. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Now, as we know, this is my second favorite market-leading indicator, a number one canary in the coal mine. We've been discussing this every night. They've been rolling over. Not all markets will top on the same day. Some will top long before others, and you look back and say, hey, look when the transport's topped in relation to the SPY or Q's or anything like that. This is one of those times we may be looking back and say, hey, the transport's topped first. That's why they're the canary in the coal mine. Coming into the 20-week moving average, a lot of support coming in about 11.8 to 11.6 area. Here's food for thought. Keep this area in mind. On a recapture of this, And the moving averages may hold for a while if and when they do that. But on a recapture of this on a weekly close, look out below. Keep in mind, I think I said this before, I think it's worth saying it again. When you get into these corrective phases, you're going to have rip-your-face-off rallies along the way. You have big down days, you're going to have rip-your-face-off rallies, you're going to have both, sometimes in the same day. Why do I bring that up? A, for an awareness, B... It's another reason why you have to take profit along the way. When you're in trades that are working in markets like this, they can turn on a dime. You have to continue to put money in your pocket like a slot machine. Believe me when I tell you, there's always another trade around the corner. About the cues, right into the 20-period moving average, natural area, garden variety, one-day, intraday support. How about down 3% on volume? That's a sign, that's the market's way of signaling that there's a character change among us. Not just in the Qs, I just chose to bring that up now while looking at the Q chart. As we know, it's kind of an all the same market scenario, so if markets are gonna continue getting killed, they're all gonna get killed. If they're gonna get a rip your face off rally, they're all gonna get a rip your face off rally. So we'll see what they're made of going forward do the moving averages hold? Do all the moving averages hold? Or do they give up the 20 in the queues as well? We'll see what happens on Thursday. That spot around 308 and change is still important. That still is essentially a breakout spot, give or take. It's somewhat subjective, but you can see at present, the 50 period moving average is right around that spot. So we'll see. If we get another kill them at the open day tomorrow... It's not out of the realm of possibility to see price down there in rapid fashion. How about the XLF? A woodshed day down 3% plus in the XLF. Closed below the 50-period moving average on the daily chart. That generally will mean something. We have to see follow-through to the downside. That'll confirm that they're really changing trend in the XLF. It's not a one-day wonder. You can see what happened over the last few days. Think about this and what we just discussed before. When did the XLF turn? The same day as the SPY or the NASDAQ? No, absolutely not. Look when it turned. Look where it is relative to the other markets. It rolled over along with the transports. These are market-leading indicators. I use the transports and the IWM as my two favorite ones, but I've always said without the XLF, the market's not going to go very far in either direction. Again, it was rolling over. Same story for Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth, or the SMH, is a really good proxy or indicator for the tech space. So guess what? How about 5% today, almost $12 down? Blew through the 20-period moving average like a hot knife through butter. This is the market's way of telling you something. It's not a one-day wonder under normal garden-variety conditions. When you see this stuff, it's telling you the character is changing in the market. We were looking